0: Hello, I'm Dr. Reggie Cochran. Welcome to the Christian Success Club and happy Valentine's Day. This episode is first airing on February 14th. So let me be one of those that say, again, happy Valentine's. If you haven't done a research on the history of Valentine's Day, why not go ahead and do it? Find out what it's really all about. Let let me read you just this. This is from uh, Wikipedia. The Feast of St. Valentine was established by... Pope uh, Galatius in AD 496, to be celebrated on February 14th in honor of St. Valentine of Rome, who died on that date in AD 269. The day became associated with romantic love in the 14th and 15th centuries, when notions of courtly love flourished, apparently by association with the lovebirds of early spring. In the 18th century England, it grew into an occasion in which couples expressed their love for each other by presenting flowers, offering confectionery, and sending greeting cards known as Valentines. So what, what are we doing today? Well, according to um, a couple of uh, researches done, let me, let me let me give you an idea of what we're spending. According to lending trees, the average spend today for Valentine's is $208. A national retail Federation NRF survey suggests the number will be closer to $175 with upward spending peaks of $247 for couples that have been together for less than two years. Let let me give you a breakdown on how LendingTree said that money was being spent. Now, Gen Z 18 to 25 year olds $164 average millennials age 26 to 41 $294 gen X 42 to 56 $182 and baby boomers ages 57 to 76 $122. Now, you know, take that into consideration as we're talking about everything going through is that too much. Is it not enough? Just, just think about that for a while and think about it after the show, especially after we get through talking about everything we're going to talk talk about today. Now, since it is Valentine's, let's talk about relationships, primarily romantic relationships. How much thought do you give to your relationship? Now, I don't care if we're talking boyfriend or girlfriend Or if we're talking husband and wife, we're talking a romantic relationship, not not your bromances, not girls, not your, your co-workers. Right now, we're talking boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. We're talking romance. How important is it to you? How much time, energy, and effort do you spend keeping that romance alive, increasing the intensity of it? When you said your vows for better or worse, till death do you part? Did you mean it then? Do you mean it now? It's a good question because if we look at the stats, it, the, the stats aren't really that good. We're looking at about 53% of marriages end in divorce here in the United States. To me, that, that's not a good percentage. It, it seemed like it should be something that very rarely happens, but unfortunately it happens majority of the time. So what do we do about it? Well, number one, we don't buy into that saying that marriage is a 50-50 proposition. Actually, in my opinion, and I think biblically marriage is a 100, 100 proposition, a partnership. Think about that. If you're into a relationship, just half of you, half of what you're capable of, aren't you basically setting it up to fail? Yeah, it's about two people giving everything they have. Let's face it, life is tough. And in today's environment, a lot of people would say it just keeps on getting tougher. So how in the world do you expect a relationship to go and grow in the right direction if you're only giving it 50%? Or if your partner's only giving it 50%? Look, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Our partner's not perfect. It's gonna take everything we've got to maintain a long-term, fruitful, happy, beneficial, prosperous relationship. Now, if you just get on the internet and you get on your search engine, Google or whatever, and you look at things to do and reasons why uh, relationships break up and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen, you, you could spend days going over those. What I did was to save you some time. I went and grabbed a few of them. So bear with me. I, I want to read these, some a little bit more than others. But let's start off with, with this, this particular article. And, and like I said, the internet is full of these. The search engines are full of these. This is from a, a, a website called DecideYourLegacy.com. It just sticked out to me. And the title of the, the article is 12 Dating and Marriage Building activities. And this was done February 4th, 2021 by Adam Gregg. Now, let, let's go over these topics. I'm not going to go into details because, you know, they're, they're kind of self-explanatory. And, and I want to make sure I get to to more articles and then add my own personal insight. Number one, schedule fun. And I'll repeat these for you. Number one, schedule fun. Number two, Encouragement list. Encouragement list. Number three, question jar. Question jar. Four, exercise together. Exercise together. Number five, learn about healthy relationships, kind of like what you're doing now. Learn about healthy relationships. Do some studying. Number six, pray together. Definitely that one. Number seven, admiration list. Write down uh, things you admire about each other that you're thankful for. Number eight, entertain together, have fun together. How many couples do you know their entertainment is out with the boys, out with the girls, it's separate. And they don't spend that time together. Number nine, befriend healthy couples. How many of the couples that you hang around with are toxic? How many of them are going through relationship struggles? Find you some some good, healthy couples to be friends with and hang around. Number 10, set goals together. Definitely set goals together. 11, volunteer together. Have you ever thought about that? Volunteering together? Number 12, make a budget. Again, make a budget. Every year I talk about goal setting and and what you need and your budget. Do you really sit down with your with your, your significant other, your, your your boyfriend, girlfriend, your husband wife, and wife, and do those things together? So just good food for thought there. Now let, let's continue while we're on that. Here's another article that was on marriage.com, and it's called 25 Couples Therapy Exercises You Can Do At Home to Improve Your Relationship. And this one's by Rachel Pace, and this was done in June of 2021. So let's take a look at the topic she covered in this particular article. Now, this first one, this is uh, this is something, you know, a lot of people get into it at corporate retreats and different types of therapy. I, I'm not really into it. Yes, I've done it a few times in my life, but uh, a lot of people are into it. So this is where they started off. And it's do a trust fall. That's one of those things where somebody shuts their eyes and they fall forward or backwards. Most time it's fall backwards and they're trusting you to catch them, not let them fall. Number two, never go to bed angry. Amen to that. Firm believer in that. Been there, done that, hated it every time. Try not to do it, even if it means going not going to sleep before you get to get up, go to school, whatever. Never go to bed angry. Number three, write an appreciation list. You're going to see that some of these overlap, and that's fine. The ones that overlap, probably the ones you need to pay the most attention to. Number four, unplug from technology. Yeah, preach on. Number five, team building exercises. Think outside the box. This can be uh, hobbies even, uh, hiking, learning a new language. They go on to say, uh, making online videos together, ziplining, kayaking, going to the gym. So when you think of team building don't think of it as something you did it just at a corporate event. It, it's something that you can do together that, that's forcing you to grow it's forcing them to grow. you're helping each other grow together. number six honest hour our marriage check-in. Ooh being honest Yeah, you bet very important. Think about that. What can can you do together to sit down and just be honest with each other, keep the communication going? Number seven, consistent date night. Amen. Put it in your planner. Plan it just like your work appointments. Plan it just like your play, your your leisure. Consistent date night. Put it in the planner. Because if you wait till you feel like it, you wait till it's the perfect time, jeez, you're going to wake up months, quarters, years later saying, when's the last time we had a a date, a real romantic date? Number eight, eliminate stress triggers. Uh, Sometimes these are going to be things within ourselves. Sometimes it's going to be things they do. Sometimes it's going to be outside things pouring in. Things the kids do, things the boss does, things the friends, relatives Whatever, when 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 you identify those triggers, try to eliminate them, scratch them off the list. Number nine, create a bucket list. Plan things together. Enjoy one another. That's your partner. That's your buddy, your amigo. That's your strength, your encouragement. Your shoulder to cry on. Your person to laugh with create a list of things that you want to do together before you leave this earth or before they leave the earth, before you do. 10, leave it until Sunday, meaning pick your battles. Means uh, what they said, postponing something for a few days gives you perspective and allows you to evaluate if you truly want to have that argument. Additionally, it helps you come into the conversation calmly, and with arguments and and uh, you know you with possibly solutions it's like i tell my clients i told my kids it's okay to complain it's okay to gripe about something if you also come with a sol- p- potential solution by not jumping into the argument the fight right away and giving it a few days number one you get to sit back and evaluate should we even have that argument in the first place? Number two, okay, it happened. What can we do to resolve it in the future? Let's move on. We'll, we'll go back and we'll circle around to these. Icebreakers. Tell something weird about yourself. Tell, tell me your favorite cereal bread. Tell me a childhood antidote. Tell me something embarrassing from high school or suggested suggestions listed in this article. Number 12. Music sharing. Music is an important part of mine and my wife's life. has been ever since we were dating as young teenagers. We share music, likes and dislikes. Music affects your emotion. Music helps frame your attitude. Very important, yet overlooked. Number 12, remember that. Music sharing. Number 13, swap books, even if it's digital. 14, soul gazing. Soul gazing. Number 15, more cuddle time, definitely. In this techie world, in this distant world, cuddling, I don't think we get enough of it nowadays. We we need to be more high tech and more high touch in our romantic relationships. Number 16, the seven breath forehead connection exercise. You'll have to do your research on that. Don't have time to go into it. 17, a question jar. Take a jar add any number of relationship building questions. If you have trouble coming up with them, there's already made question jars available for purchase. And this is, I'm just reading from the article on that 18, the miracle question, Uh, um, let me, let me read this. The activity offers a reflective way for helping couples dive deep into an exploration of what kind of future they would like to get to create. Think about that. Going back to goals, if you have this ideal lifestyle in your mind, are you and, and your spouse, your 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 boyfriend girlfriend on the same page? Are you moving forward together? Do you do you even know what each other's whys are? Number nineteen, the weekly CEO meeting. Yeah, setting down and adulting, whether it's from budgets, managing the kids, managing relationships. Uh, if you if you think about marriage, if you think about a relationship as a partnership, yes, it's on a personal level, but especially if you're married, it's also, it's a business. You have to budget. You have to know where your money's going. You have to know where your energy's going. You have to know what each other's doing is working, not working, especially if you're parents. So this article calls it the weekly CEO meeting. Yeah, I mean, and it lists things. You can kick off the conversation about how do you feel today? How do you feel in the relationship? Is there anything from the previous week which you feel is unresolved and needs to be discussed? Do you feel loved? What can I do to make you feel more loved? Number 20, set goals together. That's been implied, but can't overemphasize it enough. That's in personal and financial and even business volunteer together there that's that's up again that's evidently an important one I think it is the high and the low says this exercise is best utilized during the evening and allows the call to check in with each other the exercise is used in couples counseling to increase empathy and understanding while one of the partners is sharing the high and low of the day the other is using attentive listening techniques And then you're going to go on and you're going to talk about it. It, How can you share the high? How can you build each other up from the low? Number 23, sending a postcard. Man, everything is email and messaging. Don't you like it when you get a real letter or a postcard in the mail? Send each other a postcard. I mean, I'm going to come back on that with a, a, a movie. Number 24, sticks and stones. It's where we address any name calling that might have been uh, thrown at each other in the past, we're going to discuss it, let each other know, hey, that, that really did hurt us. And number 25 in this article, helpful hands. They say this fun couple activity involves the body and the mind. The partners are to work together to achieve a common goal. The twist is they have an arm tied behind their backs. They need to communicate directions and actions concisely that with their feet, With their free hand, each of them is working to achieve a goal. Their synchronicity is necessary for obtaining the objective. The objectives can vary, and anything can be used, such as buttoning a shirt, zipping a zipper, tying a shoe, or clasping a necklace. You know, you can make this fun. We've seen it where uh, couples have a balloon uh, pressed up against each other, and they got to move the balloon or... You know, they got to pass eggs, you know, all kinds of things. Let your imagination do your research if you're not really creative. Okay, just with those two lists, I mean, man, that that gives you a lot to think about with your relationship. It it gives you a lot of things that you can do and work towards to help make sure this relationship keeps going. Now, there's a couple other more I I, want to dig into, and then we're going to kind of wrap this up because man, time goes by quick. Now, these two articles are actually done by the same man, Preston Nye. He's an author, he's an MSBA. These are on Psychology Today, and he's written some books that that might be worth reading. Now, this particular article uh, that was published in psychologytoday.com talks about his top 10 reasons relationships fail. Number one, trust issues number two different expectations number number three moving through life at different speeds number four combat compatibility issues number five communication issues number six Narcissism. Seven, relational abuse. Number eight, life habit abuse. Number nine, grown apart, boredom, staleness, rut. And number 10, money issues. Again, that's in psychology today. And the author is Preston Nye, N I. Uh, That one's worth reading. It's very short, but I I think as you go through and and read his definition of each one of those, you're going to find some of those that are already applying in relationship. Now, the second article of his that uh, I went ahead and grabbed is called Seven Keys to Long-Term Relationship Success. Now, I think of it more seven questions to be asking yourself, because each one of these are presented in a question format. Now, this is also in psychology today. Number number one, what he calls a key, i I reframed it as the seven questions. And you need to ask yourself this, do you trust your partner? Number one, do you trust your partner? Number two, are you and your partner compatible in the dimensions of intimacy? Number three, what type of person shows up within you in the relationship? Number four, does your partner's communication lift you up or bring you down? Number five, how do you and your partner deal with conflict in the relationship? Six, do you and your partner handle external adversity and crisis together good question number seven do you have compatible financial values think about those if you can answer those questions and you can and you can come up with an answer that's in the positive category i mean everything we talked about the article we just talked about the top 10 reasons that uh, relationship fail according to Preston i mean they, they kind of take care of themselves now let, let me go through one more i i appreciate you letting me read to you a little bit today now this is from a college uh, a college course uh about connecting for families from uh, north carolina state university and and this particular course is called our our episode or whatever class you want to call it is 10 keys to a healthy relationship. Now really pay close attention to these and, and you're going to see how it ties into everything else that we just went over. 10 keys to a healthy relationship. Number one, commitment. Number two, love and affection. Now I tell you what, I'm going to go back and read these because they're short. And I think they'll make more sense. So just bear with me on this. Number one, commitment. Make your relationship a priority and be willing to work for it. Being committed is about staying together during the good times and the bad. Number two, love and affection. We all have different ways of feeling loved. Find out what makes your partner feel loved and show your partner that you love and appreciate him or her. Number three, positivity. Keep your relationship more positive than negative. Partners that have happy, long-lasting relationships have 20 positive interactions for every one negative interaction. Number four, communication. How well you communicate is more important than how often you communicate. It, It is about quality. Talk with your partner and listen to what your partner has to say. Number five, shared activities, find activities that you and your partner can do together. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing it together. Six, friendship, healthy relationships are based on friendship. Keep up with what's going on in your partner's life and, and make time for your friendship with them. Six, uh, seven, healthy conflict resolution. All relationships have conflict. Amen to that. How you manage your conflict is what is important. Number eight, support. Support your partner by using encouraging words and through your behaviors. Actions speak louder than words, folks. Think about how you would want your partner to support you. Nine, empathy. Put yourself in your partner's shoes. Think about how your partner might be feeling and show that you care and respect his or her feeling. And number 10, trust. It takes a lot of time and effort to build trust. Talk honestly with your partner and follow through on progress that you make. Okay, wow, we're running out of time. Let let me add this, and I think I'm gonna follow up on this a little bit next episode. I think the Bible sums it up really good about relationships. How do you wanna have a great relationship? Love. Now, my wife and I have been together About 45 years. Yes, we've been together 45 years. We've been happily married over 40 of those. Now, have there been some unhappy times? You bet. Will there be in the future? Probably. But let me tell you, the good definitely outweighs the bad. And and we use that love. Now, here's one question to ask yourself about your relationship, about the other person. And then we'll get into more later because there really is a few things I wanna add to this. Ask yourself this, what can I do today to help my partner's life here on earth be better? What can I do today to help my partner's life be that much more enjoyable, be that much more pleasant? however you want to word it. The key is, is what good deed can I do today to make my partner's life better? Think about that. If you're acting out of love and your goal is to get up and ask that question and then do whatever the answer you came up with, imagine just doing that. How much greater your relationship's going to be? Now, my wife and I, we asked that question. <laughs> and my wife and I are very competitive. Yeah, uh, very competitive. So the great thing about that is, is we're constantly competing against each other to see who can make each other's lives better during the day. Now, isn't that a much better goal, a much better commonality than getting up and and picking each other apart, looking at the negatives, not thinking, well, what this is what they need to do for me today to make our relationship better. Oh, boy, they really messed up. They really owe me. And here's what they can do to pay me back for what they owe me to get out of the doghouse, so to speak. Well, anyway, I appreciate your time together. Like I said, there's a few more things that I want to add to this next episode. If you have any questions or anything you want to go over about relationships, make sure you go to christiansuccessclub.net. That's our Facebook page. Send us a message. Make sure I can add that in. Anyway, till next time, again, happy Valentine's Day. Spend it with the person you love. Take some of this into consideration. Make it your best Valentine's Day possible. I love you. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit loves you. Take care till next time. God bless.